Yak Shamash, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kilbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter. Check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter for all your Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, and discussion. This is Jay Kokorowski. We got the Polish rifle, Scotty Wisniewski, here on the line. Happy Thanksgiving Eve, Eve to everybody. It is Tuesday night, a couple days before one of my favorite holidays of the year. A lot of it has to do with, obviously, family, friends, but the crap ton of food I will digest. Uh, And also for the Turkey Bowl I'll be participating in, God help me, uh, and that I'm already stockpiling the Gatorade and the Aleve for the after effects uh, soon, uh, probably soon, right after the conclusion of that Turkey Bowl. Scotty, uh, you know, before we kind of get into the Packers and what's another highly disappointing loss this time to the Washington Redskins in Washington, D.C., uh, and, and a complete defensive breakdown uh, with just injuries and players not in the, probably in their the right roles there. Uh, some good news to start off with, Wisconsin Badgers – now ranked number six in the college football playoff rankings. A move bumping up one spot from number seven last week after Louisville took a tough loss at Houston. In front of them is one loss, Washington. And, of course, you have Clemson, Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama in ascending order. Uh, you know, initial reactions in your point of view, uh, obviously a, a good sign that they're, they're up there, but you also got to, you know, it, it's rough too because you're looking at uh, who they have to climb up against, but also the fact that one of their major wins against LSU this year uh, is now, uh, LSU is now out of that top 25. So it's a, uh, you know, with Badgers have some things working with for, for them, obviously they keep winning. It's a great sign. But that loss by the Tigers against the Gators, you know, kind of hurts the resume, too. It, it does. And, you know, I've read reactions from uh, on Facebook from some homers. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest, there's some out there that are still beside themselves because Washington's ahead of uh, the Badgers. Now, there's no doubt that the big uh, – Pac-10 is down compared to the Big Ten this year. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the Big Ten is a better conference, but they still only have the one loss. Now, I, I still think you got to look at a couple things. Badger fans need to understand that they lost two games, both by a touchdown. If they win any one of those games, they're in the top three. Okay, there's that. I think Washington's going to lose again, whether it's against Washington State, whether it's against Colorado in what looks like it'll be uh, their next their matchup in the Pac-12 championship, they're going to take another loss. So I think they'll pass Washington. I think where you have to be leery, because I don't still don't trust the beat the college football playoff poll, which used to be the BC. I still don't trust it. And I still have this feeling that um, perhaps a, a team from the, the the Big 12 could still sneak up over everybody. But – at the same time, it would be interesting to see a situation where you have Alabama, Clemson, and then four Big Ten teams all bunched up. I think the Badgers still control it. Realistically and rightfully, if, if this poll is on the up and up, if Washington loses another game, which I think they will, and the Badgers win out the rest of the way, the Badgers should be in the playoff because if they win out, they'll be the Big Ten champion, okay, the Big Ten champions clearly, you would think, has to be there, even if Michigan ended up 
had beaten Wisconsin at one point. So I think you could see a situation where if Michigan beats Ohio State, you'll see Alabama, you'll see Clemson, you'll see Michigan, you'll see Wisconsin. So in some ways, I still think Wisconsin's going to get there if they win out. <laughs> but if they if they do win out and the Huskies win out, that's the way the system's put together. I mean, one loss from a conference that's still a power conference, even if it's not a great conference this year, that's the way the, the ball's going to break. I'll be upset if the Badgers win out and they end up getting passed up by a team from the Big 12. Then I'll be calling foul. But right now I'm not calling foul because Washington's ahead of them. But, again, Wisconsin take care of business, let everything else deal with, take care of itself, and there you go. Yeah, I'm in agreement where – you know, I was even talking to our managing editor, Mike Fiametta, about this a little earlier today, just kind of uh, right after the rankings coming out. I have a, like, I'm, I'm worried about an Oklahoma team, right? That uh, I, something feels weird there, you know, but the fact that, you know, they have two losses right now uh, and they haven't lost since that, uh, <laughs> that drubbing against the Buckeyes back on September 17th. I am, but I'm still a little I'm intrigued I'm a little worried but what is working against the big uh, 12 is simple fact they don't have a conference championship game uh, we'll see what happens in Norman against Oklahoma State at 1130 uh, on Saturday and I'm sure many fans are going to be rooting for uh, Oklahoma State on that matter but you also have well, yeah oh go ahead well, no I'm sorry Let, let's talk about what's more important because that poll means nothing to me right now um What's more important to me is this game coming up with the with the Gophers. If you look at the stats, and I know the stats, don't, the Badgers have played a better schedule. I I get all that. But if you if you just look at pure stats, Minnesota's a pretty good football team. Minnesota's a team that you're not going to blow out like you blew out Purdue. I see this game being one of those games that that could be a nail biter, could be a little bit more of a grind. It's certainly not going to be a cakewalk. And, and, and I think that – and I know it's okay for us because we're podcast hosts, and it's okay for fans. It's okay for everybody else. But the Badgers can't get into the habit of caring about that college football poll right now. They need to care about the Gophers and a matchup that's going to be really interesting, intriguing, and not a pushover for them. No, and you hit it around the head. And, and I talking to the players earlier today – you don't hear that from them. You don't hear about the college football playoffs. They're focused on even talking about senior day, talking with Bart Houston a little earlier today. You know, he's, he's not talking about the college football playoff. He's not talking about uh, the big 10 championship or even like I asked him about just his career and you don't hear, you know, it's a, you know, it's just uh, they're focused on Minnesota, they're focused on the game at hand. Uh, and I'm, I'm really intrigued to see, how they shape up against, you know, against the Gophers who really, I mean, going into this, yeah, they may not have beaten a top 25 team. They may not have beaten anyone, you know, they lost in overtime to Penn state earlier this year uh, in overtime in happy Valley. But honestly, I don't know, uh, you know, this it's a rivalry game. Let me just say that. So they're going to have a really, they'll have a tough challenge against a front seven for Minnesota that has, uh, you know, 33 sacks on the year, uh, allowing under 120 yards per game rushing. Wisconsin's coming in there, and they've obviously in four of their last six games, they've rushed for over 200 yards, and that's going to be a huge matchup. 
But it, it's going to be, you know, the rivalry game plus a stout defense from Minnesota. It's going to be tough. I think you're looking at them having to try to get to the edge against, uh, you know, the defensive tackles for Minnesota are, are going to be really crazy. Uh, and and they're, they weren't there last year when Wisconsin's running game started to develop further uh, there. But, I mean, I don't know what to think about Minnesota's offense. I mean, their running game, they're gaining about 190 yards per contest. But Wisconsin's only allow, you know, Wisconsin's one of the best in the nation in that category. So, but, you know, it's a rivalry game, uh, and, and there's a lot at stake where, um, you know, the Big Ten West division, they can win it. If Nebraska loses to Iowa, they win it outright. If they beat Minnesota, if, if Nebraska wins and Wisconsin wins, uh, you're looking at uh, the fact that Wisconsin wins out and they'll go – to uh to indianapolis uh because of the tiebreaker so it is a yeah it's i mean it's a great time of year and you want these rivalry games to come down to these final games this rivalry game ohio state michigan has a lot at play right now uh oklahoma oklahoma state will have a lot at play right now you know um and just it, it goes on and on so i'm really intrigued to see how they those two battle out uh how those other rivalry games you know, work out but uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Wisconsin can actually tie the all-time uh, record mark. I think it's 59, 58, and I forgot the other part mark there. But it, uh, Wisconsin can tie up the series with uh, a win at Camp Randall Stadium on Senior Day. Um, so that that'll be fun uh, to, to watch. Well, I'll be there covering for Bucky's fifth quarter too. Well, it, yeah, and I know you've done a great job. I'm gonna have to get out to Camp Randall one of these days. Um, won't be obviously this weekend, but um, it, here's the thing. They can still make the Big Ten title game with a loss to Minnesota, as you pointed out, but they'll be out of the football playoff talk. So, obviously, in order to be – you know, we've talked about it for a while. I mean, they've come close in a few years since Barry Alvarez took over to being nas- you know, a national title contender. One of those years, they took a loss to Minnesota, if you remember early on in, in Barry Alvarez's career. Um, I, I still think the Russell Wilson team could have been a team that, that was a championship contender aside from two Hail Mary passes. But this is as close. Think about it at this juncture with what's at stake. And with a good chance if they run the table, they're in the college football playoffs. This is as close as I know I've ever seen a Badger team that has a legitimate national title chance. Now, you can make the argument that if they get in, do they have a shot against Alabama? We'll cross that bridge if and when it comes. But it is exciting. And, again, that's why, you know, and I know you said that they're saying all the right things. They cannot take their eye off the prize. They, they absolutely cannot. And they're, they're going to have to um, win this game. And, and I looked at the stats. Um, and you look at what they do offensively, and I'm talking about Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's a team that uh, scores 31 points. They score more than the Badgers. They give up about eight more than the Badgers. So it's like a four-point. If you look at it point differential-wise, but yardage-wise, they're a team that uh, averages almost the same amount of yards as the Badgers. They only give up about 60 more yards. And, again, what does it all mean, their numbers, their stats? I think this is a one-score, potentially a one-score win uh, for either team. Yeah, I I think it goes – uh, I think it goes Wisconsin's favor uh, just because it's at home. Uh, and I also think just the defense for Wisconsin is going to trump uh, Minnesota's offense just a little bit more. I think Wisconsin has a few more playmakers. I don't trust Mitch Leitner at all. 
when it comes to that, this potential people were talking about beginning of the year, first round draft pick. And, you know, like just looking at his stats right now, for that matter, I've had it brought up uh, working on our keys to the game, only completing less than 60% of his passes, six touchdowns, eight interceptions, averaging under 200 yards a game. Now, let me just preface that by saying I know Wisconsin's uh-huh. passing game has not has not been up to par, though it did right. look he's a lot better easy, against he's, Purdue. He's easy on that comparison because you're right. Uh, Ornabrook has completed less than 60% of his passes as well. I think if Minnesota is going to have any shot in, in 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 Hades, they're going to have to stop the run. That's easier said than done. With not only Corey Clement back to to form, but Bradrick Shaw looking just phenomenal in the carries he's gotten. Uh, it's become a very balanced running attack now, where you can you know lean on you know three guys out of the backfield and an occasional jet sweep or end around by Jazz Peavy. They become dangerous that way, but. Passing game still scares me, and it should. It should scare anybody. They, you know, they, you know, they, they, thirteen touchdowns. I think it's ten interceptions. They turned the ball over. They haven't always looked great. Uh, they haven't needed to look great. But there's going to be a time between now and j- early January where quarterbacks are going to have to make plays to help this team win a game, and hopefully that's going to be something that emerges sooner than later. I agree, and Bart Houston did look pretty good yes, uh, on Saturday against Purdue. Granted, it is Purdue, and they're one of the worst defenses in the nation. Uh, five of six, led them on four consecutive scoring drives for the offense. Mind you, it's five when you include T.J. Watt's one-handed interse- deflection, interception, pick six. Uh, that really broke open the game and was my play of the game there uh but you know you're looking right now too yeah minnesota only gives up 116.6 yards per game <coughs> only eight rushing touchdowns uh i i'm you know i i think the um the big thing you're going to be looking for you know minnesota's actually minnesota actually gives up 235 yards per game through the air now can wisconsin take advantage of that is going to be the no. next question you know, and I mean, it, it very well could. I mean, you saw some glimpses of hope there where you saw Purdue sell out against the run. And you saw what happened where uh, Hornerbrook started to look a little bit more comfortable and had a better game. And, and Houston did. I don't, obviously, Minnesota's defense is much better than Purdue's. Right. Pur- Purdue is a, is a special grade of bad defensively. I mean, <laughs> le- I mean let's not mince words. They, they're they're pretty terrible. Uh, as I watch them, I, 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 you know, again, this is cliche and we also, but I wonder if there's a high school team in Indiana somewhere that could score um, on Purdue. I, I just, I just feel like that. <laughs> I feel like there's a team out there that could give Purdue at least defense, the Purdue defense a run for their money. Yeah. Uh, another key set just to look at real quick. Third down conversions, what they give up. Wisconsin, second in the conference among the best in the nation, 27.1% uh, of third downs are converted against them. Minnesota, actually middle of the pack, uh, gives up right around 39%, a little over than that. Uh, that'll be a key key stat, especially <laughs> with Wisconsin. Averaging about 44% on their third downs. Uh, Minnesota, for that matter, their offense, uh, just behind Wisconsin, about 41%. Uh, so moving the chains, obviously it's coach speak. You know this, Scotty, talking about red, converting red zone opportunities, converting third downs and moving the chains. Uh, this won't be any different here uh, coming up. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Um, 
I was looking at other fun stats. Time of possession, Wisconsin right now uh, leads the Big Ten. Uh, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, they're one amongst the best in the conference, if not the best, uh, with a average of over 35 minutes per game, which is which is crazy intense there. Um, and I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun to watch and see what they uh, this game is rivalry. And uh, you know, you can't tell me that the the Gophers don't want this any bad. I mean, this could be the 13th straight year where Wisconsin holds on to the ax. Uh, and, and let me just tell you, the players, they talk about this rivalry. It's They had a PowerPoint presentation about it. They had some sort of presentation about it uh, earlier this week. Uh, it'll be a, uh, despite the lopsidedness of late, the players know how much this means. And, and they even Soldier and Shelton mentioned it at you know yesterday during player availability, talking about, having Iowa take that Heartland trophy away from them last season. I mean, this the seniors right now hold a nine and one record in trophy games. That one loss sticks out to them and they don't want to feel that again. So I, ex- sure. I, I, I expect, uh, I expect Wisconsin to come out firing on all cylinders uh, on that note. And um, yeah, but we'll see what happens. Two thirty, big 10 network. Uh, and uh, no, I'll be down there uh, covering it. And, any other? I mean, I talked about Ohio State and Michigan, the game that'll be at Columbus. Yeah, uh, what are, yeah what I mean, think about that. You know, I, I think Ohio State wins just because of, uh, you know, they're at home and and the injury uh, injury bug that that hit Michigan. I think Ohio State wins that game. But here's something interesting: if Maryland beats Rutgers, and Indiana beats Purdue, and Northwestern beats Illinois, and they're favored in all those, okay. Ten teams will be bowl eligible in the Big Ten. Okay, that's good. I mean, that's that's the most it's been in, in ever. Okay, but one of those teams won't be Michigan State. So if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that ten teams are going to be bowl eligible, I would have said, well, okay, Rutgers won't make it. Probably Purdue. Probably Illinois. Likely Maryland. But no, Michigan State will be the team. What the of the four that, that may not be bowl eligible that's on the outside looking in. Isn't that weird? I, you know, even taking a step back, now the Badgers are on the doorstep of the Big Ten West Division title. How mm-hmm. many people thought, I mean, now talk about plausibility, right? Let's talk about the simple fact that this team, going in, many people thought they'd be better than last year's squad that won 10 games, but mm-hmm. that wouldn't show because of that LSU at Lambeau Field game, the Michigan at Michigan State, at Michigan, home for Ohio State, then at Iowa, and then back for Nebraska. You're talking about five, you know, you're talking about five, six huge games where, I mean, people could have penciled them in for losses. Uh, you know, sure. simply put, uh, you know, if the cards fell a certain way, uh, and Wisconsin comes out of that, you know, that five Big Ten games, you know, three and two. <laughs> They beat obviously LSU. Uh, they took care of the other opponents, the non-conference. Uh, it's yeah, it's in. I don't know. Maybe it's something too that I didn't think Iowa would fall that far. I yeah, thought I, with the team they had back, the Desmond King, C.J. Bethard, and that schedule were really. I mean, they took care of the one really daunting crossover divisional game with Michigan. They upset the Wolverines in Iowa City. Yeah. I thought they were almost. I wouldn't say a shoe in, but they're pretty darn close for that Big Ten West division title. Well, and this is going to say this is going to sound you know after the fact speak, but first of all, 
Um, I, I think you're right. The Iowa and Michigan State weren't as good as we thought. I mean, you know, when we looked at that schedule and we were predicting wins and losses, I was predicting uh, losses based on what I normally see out of Michigan State. So I understand that. But, I, you know, again, this seems like, you know, 2020 hindsight. I didn't think Iowa was that good last year. I, I know they won, and I watched them, and I watched four of their games in their entire time. I'm just like, boy, they're, you know, they, they're doing just enough right. They're taking care of the football. But they just seemed like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm not surprised that they were, you know, uh, they are where they are because I thought Nebraska was going to be better, and, and they have been, but I thought ne- Nebraska was going to be better than uh, than Iowa. Minnesota, actually, if, if you want to know the truth, I think Minnesota has been the biggest surprise just because not only that they're 8-3, and three, but like like you mentioned, they've, they've looked really good. I mean, uh, if you look at the losses for, for Minnesota, um, you know, they lost to Penn State. And at the time, you're like, oh, is that a bad loss? Not really. Penn State obviously much better than you thought. The Nebraska loss hurt them, hurt Minnesota a lot because they, that could have really changed things from a standings. They could be six and two, tied with the Badgers, and then this is the title game for the division. You know, you know what I'm saying. So that mm-hmm. was a tough mm-hmm. one. And then you know the loss to Iowa. I think they lost by a touchdown to Iowa. Again, Iowa kind of yep. on that. T- now, now imagine if they beat Iowa. They could, you know, they lost by a touchdown to Iowa. And, and they really should have beaten Nebraska. And you look, so they lost by t- two touchdowns, just like the Badgers lost to Ohio State and Michigan. They could be right now seven and one, and the Badgers would be the t- have to beat them um, just to to force a tie and win the tiebreaker. So Minnesota, you talk about a thin margin. They've been pretty darn close to being ten and one. And you want to talk about that? What that story would look like, and. I'd wonder what the college football rankings would look like because you'd have another Big Ten school probably nearing the top ten and just making things even more convoluted for the for the pollsters. So it's definitely been some decent stories, some side stories. Some it, it, the conference has been really good this year. It's been really fun. Hopefully, it stays fun for Badger fans with a win this week. Uh, that rivalry game, Ohio State Michigan. You talked about that. And just kind of see where the chips fall as we get into Big Ten championship and then the bowl season, and it'll be it'll be interesting. It will, it will. It'll be fun to watch, and this is why I love the college game. Uh, before, uh, yeah, let's, let's switch over now. Talking about the college game over to the NFL, and uh, you know, since we have a it's our Thanksgiving episode, and uh, green, you yeah. know, not a lot to be thankful for when it comes to. I mean. Obviously, you have a lot to be thankful for here. Obviously, we'll talk about what we're thankful for at the end of the show. I think we've made it a tradition over the past four years that we've done this. But uh, talking before we talk about what we're thankful for on a personal level, uh, not a lot on the Packers side where uh, four and six, you have both Detroit and Minnesota winning. And yeah. it is a, I mean, a rough loss. One that they they needed to win that game with the Lions and Vikings both winning, and now they kind of they limp in. They, I mean, it's a really with injuries stockpiling now at inside linebacker. Blake Martinez is out, right? Uh, Jake Ryan may be still out. You're talking, they're talking about everyone's speculating about Clay Matthews now being thrown back into out 
inside linebacker. Yeah, and, and we uh, know the secondary is bad. Listen, that's, we, if you listen to sports, we know, we get it. Here's the thing, they're done. And you can sit there and make a case and say, well, if they go 5-1, and one, they can, where, where, where are the five wins going to come from, Jake? Let's be honest. Yeah, Washington's a good team. Washington's not a team that should wax you by 18 and put up 515 yards. They're not that. Washington's not that team, okay? Um, Tennessee's better. Tennessee's not 20, 22 points better than somebody. The Colts are okay. They shouldn't come into your house and steamroll you in the first half, and you have to make a game of it late. So you tell me, in all honesty, where you see five wins on the schedule. The Bears, probably. The Vikings, maybe. Detroit even maybe, but they're not going to beat the Eagles on the road, I don't believe. Um, and even if they do, they're going to lose to Seattle at home, and they're going to stumble somewhere. Whether I mean, they're they're just they're not good. They're not a team that you look and you're like, oh, we yeah, they got this. They definitely got this. The only game they've been able to coast through this year has been the the game against the Bears. You know, the Giants game, you know, was a little impressive, but it, it was tight. The Lions, they were up huge, and they almost came back and won it. They barely beat Jacksonville, who's one of the worst teams in football. So there's no, no game coming up on the schedule I can say, again, maybe except for the Bears game in Chicago, where I can go, oh, yeah, yeah that's a win. I, I, honestly, can you, you know, if I had to tell you, and I know you're smart enough to never bet your house on a sporting event, but if I had to make you bet your house on something, um, would you bet your house on any game the Packers are playing the rest of the season? Right. No, I mean, I, I just can't, I don't see it. I mean, I, um, you know, it's, this is the the early part of their schedule is supposed to be the rough or it's supposed to be the easier part of the schedule. Right. And Mm -hmm. now now you have, uh, you're you're going into like, this is the the meat and potatoes of it. I just don't, uh, I just really don't see them, uh, doing much, you know, and, and as, as you know, as much as it pains me to say that, I just don't see it. I really don't. And there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of reasons. Okay, so physically they're hurt. Mentally they're done. Now if they beat, you know, let's say they 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 pulled off that Falcons game because they were close. Let's say they they don't get embarrassed by the Colts. Okay, now they're coming into that game. Uh, they'd be coming into the Titans game uh, with six wins, and they'd be coming in there six and two. And then your mindset's different. Now maybe they don't even lose to the Titans or the Reds. Maybe they split one of those road games. Now they're seven and three. It, it, the mental—they're self-fulfilling prophecies. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, they're professionals. You know what? I'm a professional at my job too. And there's days where my mind's not just in it, and I have crappy days at work. Okay, I get it. And I know I'm not making millions of dollars, but we're talking about human beings, not robots. Okay, there's still a mental aspect to what they do. And right now, they are ca- mentally, they are cashing the chips in. They don't believe they can win. They're going to say the right things. They're not going to quit. They're going to try. But they don't believe they can win games right now. Now they've got a Monday night game in Philly. And Philadelphia uh, is a team that it, it, they need to win. Uh, they're 5-5. Five and five. They need to win because they have a legitimate playoff shot. Uh, being a game ahead of the Packers, and their division's so tight, and everybody in there has a better record than them, 
They've got to try to catch some of these teams just to be a wild card team. They're not going to catch the Cowboys, but they're going to try to pick off Washington and try to pick off the Giants, and they can't do that if they stumble and lose to the Packers at home. A Packer team that is absolutely reeling. And I'm not just talking hyperbole. I'm not talking woe is me. I'm telling you right now that if Philadelphia loses to the Packers, it will end their season because they'll go into a tailspin. Because right now they should be going into that Packer game flying high because the Packers, though the Eagles lost to Seattle, the Packers have stunk. And, and they look like a team. Right now, the last three weeks, the last three weeks, the Packers have been the worst team in football. You know, not just record-wise, 0-3, they're tied with some other teams, including Cleveland. But honestly, right now, if you put the Packers on the field with Cleveland, I'm not so sure I would bet the Packers. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's I mean, Browns, uh, you know, uh, you know, if you, you feel for Joe Thomas and Joe Schobert and Darius Hillary, let me just say that, but uh, it's a... I'll switch, I'll switch with, I'll play on a losing football team if they want to come do what I do. I'll I'll gladly switch with them, but uh, but I get it. I mean, but you know, I, who knows? Who, I, yeah, it could be worse. It could be Cleveland. But again, for this three week period, the Packers have been as bad as Cleveland. You know, yeah. offensively, the Packers have been better than the Browns. Defensively, the Browns have been better than the Packers. So it's pretty close. It's pretty tight. I think it's a horse apiece. Uh, heading into this week, anything else that's popping out for you uh, in terms of NFL games that stand out? And uh, I mean, even getting into well, like, I, get, getting some game predictions too on that matter. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think you know Thanksgiving Day is going to be interesting. Uh, first of all, the Cowboys with a two-game lead in the division actually are get, yes, they only had two days rest too, but they're at home. And they're, and they're playing Washington, who played Sunday night. That's a tough task. Now, if Washington wins, it's anybody's game, anybody's race, because, you know, Washington would win. They'd be a game and a half back. A Giants win could put them a one game back, and that could make that division a dog. But if the Cowboys win, the division's over in the NFC East. So that's big. Detroit, you know, here they are tied for first two-game lead over the Packers. The Packers have huge hills to climb, including – Winning five out of six and obviously having to beat Minnesota and Detroit to make the playoffs. Um, but you have a, a huge game coming up uh, for Detroit on Thanksgiving Day against the Vikings. Somebody is walking out of there with sole possession of first place. So when you look at it from the Packers' standpoint, the Packers can't gain any ground on a division leader this week. Um, all they can do is keep, keep pace and hold serve with a win on Monday night. So that being said, the Packers could eliminate themselves from the divisional race with a loss on Monday because a loss will put them three games behind whomever with five games to go. And, yeah, fine, talk about mathematically in it all you want, but let's be realistic. If you're three games down, three games out of the playoff race because they don't have a they'd – they'd be no different than chasing a wild card team um, – it, it'll be all but over. So it's it, you, you talk about must wins, and people always talk about oh that's overused. This is a must win for the Green Bay Packers. They have to win to stay two games out of first place of either Detroit or Minnesota because they lock horns on Turkey Day. Yeah, it's a uh, it's 
I mean, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, I mean, we'll see what. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything other. Yeah, I think Washington Dallas is obviously is a big game. Um, there's there's the a couple other it. ones. There's a couple interesting games this week, real quick. Um, yeah. That, that I you, you want to keep your eye on. Um, you know, as you get to which, by the way, this week there's no bye weeks, but next week there's two teams on a bye, which is, is kind of strange. But the week 13 <laughs> buys, that's uh, whatever. Um, but the other games to to keep an eye on, I think Kansas City Denver is going to be a, an interesting game on on Sunday night. Um, Kansas City was the, quietly putting together a season nobody was really talking about before they took a loss. Now both of those teams need to win a game just to keep pace with Oakland, who has sole possession of first place, and they host Carolina. That could be an interesting game as well. Of the early games on Sunday, really nothing. If you got shopping to do, do it. I mean, Houston, San Diego, San Francisco, Miami, Cleveland Giants, uh, Buffalo, Jacksonville. Yeah, go do some shopping. If you want to come back and watch, uh, well, you know what? The afternoon games aren't much better. Seattle, Tampa. You know what? Go do something and come back for the Sunday night game because, really, the Sunday slate is crap. Yeah, I would have enjoyed if J.J. Watt was healthy watching San Diego-Houston, I think would have been the one fun one just to see the battle of the Watt brothers. Um, I mean, from, from a Badger-centric point of view, Alex Erickson's really come on late. The former walk-on and team captain has been the special teams. Uh, he's really popped out in that category now, being the fifth wide receiver, but, you know, really standing out with some of those re- returns. I think he's averaging about 31 yards of return out of the 10 that he's taken back. Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, and, and you've done – You've done a great job. You always do a great job bearing the lead in in some of those cities uh, to pull out what the Badgers are doing. But you know, Cincinnati just lost Green and um, Bernard probably for the season. I mean, they weren't yeah. going to the playoffs anyway at three, six, and one with some tough losses. But yikes! I mean, you talk about a one-two punch and to lose them both in the same game. Uh, so Erickson's going to move up. It looks like he'll be the number four receiver now. Maybe he'll get some more snaps. But Jesus, what a what a tough what a tough season they've I, I suppose when you look around and you talk about the Packers and and how they've been disappointing and they've probably been the most disappointing team when you look at what their what the predictions were. But Carolina and Cincinnati haven't had much of a cakewalk either. Absolutely. Uh, predictions then. Let's go uh, for Packers Philadelphia. Uh, you know what? I think the Packers. Uh, it was a, I don't even know. I think Philadelphia wins. Uh, we'll, we'll say uh, 27-21 on the road. Uh, Eagles win. Uh, I think with the special teams the Eagles have, Chris Maragos. By the way, congrats to Chris Maragos, friend of the show, uh, for getting uh, the fact of, of him uh, getting his contract extension in Philadelphia. Um, I think special teams will play a factor uh in that game in the city of brotherly love uh, i'll say 20 27 eagles what say you scotty i don't think they'll need chris marigos or anything like that from special teams 35 20 eagles and it won't be that uh, close then we got badgers gophers obviously the paul bunyan's x 2 30 p.m central standard time kickoff get there early by the way for senior day uh for their festivities 13 seniors are being Honored for their time in Madison as part of the Wisconsin football program. I'm going to say the defense is playing right now. I'm going to say 
one eight ten, uh, Wisconsin. I just I don't see much of Minnesota scoring. They don't have much of a passing game. Drew Olatarski is their only real um, bat, uh, receiver there. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be able to run on the Badgers. Uh, so I'm going to say twenty to ten. On that note, I, I mean, I think Wisconsin will get something going. But then again, uh, I also think special teams could play a huge role. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to go Badgers 2010. What about you? Um, I'm going to say um, I'm going to say 23-19 Badgers. Close game. Close game. I said, I said one score. I, 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 I think I think the, the, the Minnesota will do a good enough job slowing down the running game forcing the Badgers to do more through the air, which will be a mixed bag of tricks. <laughs> um, in the end, they win, and that's all that matters. But I, I think it's going to be close. I think Minnesota's better than people think they are. Yeah. No, I mean, I, and like I said, they haven't really – the record doesn't show they haven't beaten a ranked team. But, yeah, they've played teams, teams tough. And it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. And you saw even – uh, a couple years back, even with Melvin Gordon in a, in a dominant rushing game, you saw Minnesota get out to a lead before Wisconsin came back uh, to capture that Big Ten West Division title. So, uh, on that note, uh, you know, it's our Thanksgiving episode. Scotty, what are you thankful for? Um, boy, um, I'm thankful for uh, my grandson Ryder and. My lovely fiance and uh, Catherine, and she's healthy after her accident. Um, so that's a good start, right? Yeah, that's a good start. I'd say. Um, I'm not thankful. I'm not thankful for the. I am thankful that I don't have to stay glued to the TV on Christmas Eve or New Year's Day because the Packers will be out of it by the time those holidays roll around. So I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that some of my friends who've had some rough times over the last few months have uh, had some of that to clear up. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, that's what are you thankful for? I know you've got a a growing great fa- uh, young family there. I'm sure that tops your list. Absolutely no. Just thankful for, yeah, my wife, uh, who's the rock of the family, uh, does so much for us, uh, especially with just me trying to uh, juggle uh, multiple things right now with work, uh, with the book, with the websites and podcasts. So just really fortunate to have such a, a loving, caring wife that's supportive on that end. Our boys that are just the, uh, are amazing. Uh, our five-year-old Eli, our almost five-year-old, our two-year-old bo- twin boys that are going to be two next week. Uh, can't believe time's flown by that fast. Uh, but yeah, uh, you obviously for us uh, still doing the podcast and, and and making this happen every week and, and where it's taken taken us. Uh, the just the website, the book, and all that. Uh, we've just been uh, yeah. There's a lot to be thankful for uh, and. Uh, there's, you know, um, definitely I'll say that I've not, uh, taken it for granted. So, uh, hopefully we, hopefully I can, hopefully we, you know, stay humble in that, in that fact and, and whatnot. So it's been, 
It's been good, man. It's a lot to be thankful for and, and obviously great family and, and the family that we're headed to on Thursday. And and, uh, and uh, also uh, thankful I'll be playing Turkey Bowl with some old high school friends. I don't know how it's going to go, Scotty. Can I say that? I, I'm a 30, 32, almost 33-year-old man, and the last time I played in a Turkey Bowl was t- 12 years ago. And uh, I don't think it's going to go well. Uh, and, and I don't know how well it's going to go with with, with with a bunch of us, too. I uh, all of us have aged. Uh, I mean, some more gracefully than others, but I just don't know how how this is going to turn out and and, and how it's going to happen. But well, you know, like well, I, said, I got I got pain relievers. Yeah, well, be careful. Um, be careful. So I I don't know if you're going to be able to obviously stop by. I know you'll be passing through, but tomorrow is a huge, huge wrestling show, Papa Luigi's two, uh, in um, South Milwaukee. And what's great about it, it's a tradition. It's a, a Thanksgiving Eve. It's a family show. You can bring the kids. I know a lot of people go out drinking on uh, on uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Well, you can still do that afterwards. The show will be over by about 10, 15, 10, 30. Uh, but you're not going to want to miss MIAW Wrestling um, Thanksgiving Eve. And I'll, and I'll tell you what. So the show starts at 8 because I know people work on that day, so it allows people a chance to – Get home. Papa Luigi's 2 in South Milwaukee, 1919 12th Avenue. Uh, Silas Young versus Rough Crossing for the MIAW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, that is going to be fun. Um, and then th- there's another show. I-, I might as well just show everywhere, right? Uh, our good friend uh, Xavier Mustafa and his group has a show coming up at Serb Hall. That's right, Friday, Black Friday, Serb Hall. A great show planned on that day, and a special guest appearance by Road Warrior Animal. So, two great wrestling yeah, no, shows. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, well, no, great so, to hear, and great to hear, great to hear. Serb Hall's getting some love, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. On that, it's always been a great venue. I'm surprised it hasn't been run more. You know, um, do you know? Do you know? It, what, do you know? I I saw one wrestling show there, and do you know who it was? You'd be surprised. Uh, not Rebels, because you yeah you promoted no. that. Um, no. no. Not Frank. No, no. Windy City Wrestling from Chicago. Oh, okay. ran a show there years ago. I don't even remember the year because it all kind of runs together now, but. Um, that's the only wrestling show I saw there, and it was it was a good venue. So, very nice, very nice, interesting. But yeah, uh, best obviously, um, you know, best to everyone on the uh, the safe safe work, and everyone stay safe. I'm gonna try to make it down there. Can't guarantee anything, obviously, um, just due to my schedule now. Uh, by the way, I just look up. Another quick shout out, uh, book signing next Thursday, the 1st of December at name of the game at Mayfair. Please make your way out there. Uh, there is a, we're hoping for some, uh, some former players to come out, some former walk-ons that are featured in the book. We'll let you guys know more about that hopefully next week. Uh, and, uh, also, uh, making a, t- uh, a little stop by tomorrow, uh, over at WTMJ. Uh, I'm taking off of work a little earlier, to head down to Milwaukee, uh, Joel Nellis, my co-author, and I will be uh, doing some studio work with Lance Allen, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll let you guys know exactly when that'll air. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're uh-huh. trying to get our media blitz there, and 
hopefully you guys will hear us on uh, some radio stations uh, next week as well. Oh, there you go. There you go. Got the gun, got the gun show going on there. So, uh, yeah, I had, yeah. I had thought about, uh, I had thought about stopping down to the bookstore, but I don't know if I, if I'd get allowed in for the signing. So, Oh, Oh, give me a break. Come on now. I don't know. So, we'll... Come on. But yeah, but no, no, we'll, uh, no, please. Uh, hopefully you guys will see you guys down there. Um, and anything else you got, Sky, before we take it home? No, that, that does it, man. Um, Everybody should be safe. I know there's a lot of traveling that happens on Thanksgiving, a lot of driving. So uh, weather doesn't look to be too treacherous. I don't, at least I didn't see any snow when I looked last. But be safe. Be careful. Don't drink and drive. Again, Wednesday night, one of the biggest drinking days of the year. Be smart. Uber. It's a great invention. Use it. So. Absolutely. And, yeah, you guys, be safe. Be responsible. Enjoy the time with your family. Uh, cherish it. You guys have a great week. Uh, we'll come back next week. We'll talk Badgers, where they stand. Are they in Indianapolis to try to take that Big Ten championship and try to head to the college football playoff um, if they are able to? Uh, we'll talk Packers if they're able to get, um, you know, make their way and, and get a chance to uh, beat the Eagles and try to salvage their season. Uh, and we'll uh, talk more. We'll hopefully get some basketball on here as well. So on behalf of the Polish Rifle Scott Wisniewski, it's Jay Kokorowski. Thanks for listening to the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Doza Pachenia, my friends. Accordion solo American polka, played by Mr. John J. Kimball, Edison Record. Thank you.